0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 744. Hands down, the cash offer is always going to be preferred over the one with financing. And why is that? Well, number one is appraisals kill deals.
1: This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling.
0: What's up, Rhinos? You are listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Hardy. And for those who are new to this podcast, welcome. You are listening to the number one podcast on the topic of wholesaling real estate. And if you've never heard of me, I am the coach of Virtual Investing Mastery. I am obsessed with wholesaling and real estate investing outside of my hometown. We call this virtual investing. And today I am going to talk about the benefits of being a cash buyer. The reason I wanted to talk about this today is because it's very important in your negotiations with sellers that you are able to convey and express the benefits that cash buyers bring to the transaction. If you are able to explain this to a seller, you are going to close more deals. You see, often a cash buyer is a seller's only option. And in this podcast episode, I am going to explain the cases when this is, right? In this episode, you are going to learn a lot. And I I hope that you are able to take some of these lines that I'm going to give you and take these into your seller negotiation. So please listen up, get out a pen and paper, be prepared to write some stuff down because I'm going to be dropping gems. These are lines that I've used in my negotiations for years. Let's get into it. Why sellers prefer cash buyers? Little background. I've been buying and selling real estate for 10 years. I actually started out as a house flipper. So I was buying properties with cash myself and I was doing direct to seller marketing. So just like some of you guys are probably doing as wholesalers, you're marketing direct to sellers. I was doing the same thing, but I was keeping what I wanted as flip properties. And then I was wholesaling what I didn't want to work on. So in that experience, I was able to explain very confidently the benefits that I brought to the table. After talking to so many sellers in all different situations and also flipping a lot of houses so I was the seller, I was a seller who was putting a house on the market and dealing with conventional loans, I learned that there are so many benefits of being a cash buyer versus the buyer that's getting a conventional loan. And if you are wholesaling real estate, you still need to know the benefits because your end goal is you're wholesaling to a cash buyer, most likely, or an investor purchaser of some kind. So you know whether you're working with cash buyers or you are the cash buyer, the better that you can explain these benefits to the seller, the more deals you will close. So please, please, please listen up. I am going to explain all the ways conventional loans kill deals. I'm gonna get into appraisal contingencies. I'm gonna explain what they are and I'm gonna talk about how they kill deals. I'm gonna talk about inspections and when they go poorly and how that can affect your traditional real estate transaction. I'm gonna talk about when closing dates get moved and how cash buyers are able to control closing dates better than a buyer with a conventional loan. And I'm also going to explain... In general, why a cash transaction is just less work than a transaction that involves a buyer getting a conventional loan. So let's get into it. The first topic is appraisal contingencies. So let's just say all things being equal, the price is equal. You've got a seller and they've got a cash offer of say $100,000. And they also have a conventional loan of $100,000. So let's say price is equal. Hands down, the cash offer is always going to be preferred over the one with financing. And why is that? Well, number one is appraisals kill deals. Here's how that works. A conventional lender is going to require that a house gets appraised by a third-party appraiser. And this appraiser's job is to look at the comps of the area and compare those comps to the subject property and determine the true value objectively of that home. And the reason the lender wants to know that is because the lender doesn't want to be stuck with a property that is actually worth less than what they've lended on. Lenders typically will not lend over a certain loan to value to keep themselves in a safe position. So let's just say it's 80%. That's kind of an average. So you hear that a lot, right? A buyer puts a 20% down payment on a conventional loan. So that means that the loan to value would be 80%. If the lender puts, you know, any more and say the property value goes down, or maybe the property was never really worth the amount they said it was at the time of the transaction, if that buyer defaults, the lender is in a really bad spot and they won't be able to recoup their loan. So that's why they put themselves in that position of 80% loan to value and they verify the value of the home via an appraisal. So say the buyer and seller are in that stage where they're getting the appraisal done and they agreed on a price of $100,000 for the home and the appraiser actually says, Mm, no, that house is actually worth $90,000, $10,000 less. What happens? Does the lender go ahead and make the loan anyway because it's just $10,000? No. The lender shuts that transaction down. That lender will say, "Uh uh-uh, buyer, you either need to come up with $10,000 to make up for that difference of your own cash or we're done no transaction or the seller will have to lower the price to $90,000 to meet the appraised value so often you'll hear you know appraisers say you know the appraisal came back at value that means that the appraisal came back at that $100,000 right the value that you know was on the purchase agreement so either the seller has to lower their expectations and lower the price $10,000 or a buyer has to come up with $10,000 to make up for that because the lender is not going to go above 80% loan to value. So in this situation you're very much at a crossroads here. Somebody's going to have to give and a buyer in that price range does not usually have an extra 10 grand. Actually, you know, most of the time the buyers don't have that much extra money to put in, but sometimes they do or a seller has to come down on price. Either way, it's frustrating. The seller is going to get frustrated. So if you're talking to a seller, say you're on the phone with a seller, you're negotiating, trying to get this seller to work with you. And they say, well, I could just put this house on the market and I'm going to get $100,000 for my house. Why in the world would I sell it to you You know, for 85? Well, you could take an honest look at that home and say, well, would your house really appraise for $100,000? I mean, I know that your neighbor sold their home for 100000 but your neighbor's house was remodeled and yours isn't. So you need to be able to look at that seller's house and honestly assess it, right? And if the seller is being a little bit overly optimistic about the condition of their home, you might want to explain to the seller that, well, no, your house might not meet that appraised value. And you might end up putting a house on the market with a realtor getting locked up into a transaction, being forced to reduce your price anyway, and now you have to pay the realtor commission on top of that. So when you're dealing with a seller that has a house that really does need to be remodeled and you know they're not going to get that high value that's in the neighborhood that they're thinking... This is your best negotiation strategy is discussing appraisal. Another way to look at this, our real estate market is absolutely insane. (laughs) We are very, very low on inventory right now. And buyers are just so desperate to be homeowners. It's it's pretty crazy. Some of this, I think, is psychological. The interest rates are very low. So I think buyers are also wanting to just get in when interest rates are this low because they expect them to be going up. And you know, so now is just a really great time to buy. There's also just such a low inventory that I think it's making buyers anxious that if they don't get in now, that prices are just going to keep going up and up and up. So what's happening is buyers are offering crazy prices to sellers, just out of desperation. They are taking the like the highest price in the neighborhood and adding, you know, ten thousand dollars more to that. But the thing is, what's going to happen is when they get into escrow, the appraisal is not going to come out at value. The appraisal is going to come out at probably the, you know, maybe the highest price in the neighborhood or whatever that appraiser deems, you know, fair. And that buyer is going to either, you know, get stuck with having to put cash into the transaction to close it, or the seller is going to have to reduce their price. So in today's market, we are seeing this happen more and more. So when you're dealing with sellers right now, you know explain that there's still this little thing called appraisals that keep us honest. And although, you know, you think that you're sitting on gold, you might actually end up realizing that you've wasted a bunch of time and you've also locked yourself in with a realtor and now you have to pay a realtor commission, so you actually ended up netting less. So, that is about all the main reasons why appraisals kill deals. Let's get into why inspections kill deals. If the price is equal, hands down, a cash offer is always preferred, and the next reason is because of the inspection. So inspections kill deals, and this is how they do it. Let's say a seller has a house that has some serious repair issues. My favorite way to explain the benefits of working with a cash buyer is because their house likely wouldn't pass an inspection. So we're not talking about the seller who has a completely remodeled home. No, 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 no. That's not your seller, guys. If you have a seller that has a house that has some significant repairs, that's the seller we're talking about. We're talking structural damage, you know, termites, plumbing, You know, some roof damage, cracks in the walls, that sort of thing. If that seller takes their house to the market and the buyer gets a conventional loan, an inspection is going to be done. And that lender is going to request that inspection and see that there's structural damage to the home. And the lender is going to say, uh uh uh, I'm not lending on that unless it's fixed. And the problem lies that the buyer did not have the money to fix that house otherwise they would have in the first place, right? So now the buyer is being forced to fork up, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to fix some issues before the loan could go through. So what happens in that situation? The seller doesn't have the money, right? So if you are a wholesaler or you're a cash buyer and you're talking directly to that seller and you're saying, "Listen, I know you want to put your house on the market cuz you want to get the top dollar, but what's going to end up happening is your deal's going to get killed anyway." because it's going to go to inspection and the inspector is going to call out, you know, the plumbing, the roof, the foundation, the lender's going to see it, the lender's going to kabosh that deal and you're going to be back to talking to me again and you just wasted several months of your time. So, in these situations when the seller has a house that needs a ton of repairs, it really is in the seller's best interest to sell to an investor unless they had the money to make the repairs. And fine, if they have the money to make the repairs and they want to go through the hassle of selling it on the market, then go ahead. Recommend a realtor for them. But if they don't, it really is in their best interest. I've personally had to put five ten thousand $10,000 in foundation work to close a house that I flipped. I've had plumbing damage. Oh my gosh. I had this house that everything was wrong with it. And... With every, you know, inspection, we would find more things wrong with it. I had to completely redo the plumbing during escrow once to sell it. It was crazy. So I know firsthand, you know, what this could be like. And I was lucky that I had that money to, you know, repair the home. And close the sale with a conventional loan and get that market value. But a lot of sellers do not have that cash. I mean, that requires cash. That requires the means to do so. That requires also having a plumber or a reputable contractor that they know, that they can trust to get the work done. So if you can convey this to a seller, the seller is going to trust that this is their best option. If the sellers never been through this type of sale before, they don't know and a realtor is not going to explain this to them because the realtor is going to put on some rose-colored glasses on that seller and hope, you know, that the seller it has blind optimism and signs with them. So it's your responsibility in your negotiations to explain what the reality is. Take those rose colored glasses and explain to them that Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, you've got a home that has some serious repair issues and you are gonna have to fix it to get a buyer that can get a conventional loan on this home. The next thing I wanna talk about is just being able to close on the date that you choose. So when you are an investor and you're coming in with cash, You have a lot of control as to when you can close the sale. And if the seller has some sort of time issue, like they need to close by a certain date because they need to move, you know, maybe they need the the money to move into their new home or they need the money fast because of some sort of motivation or issue that they've gotten themselves in financially, you are their savior. You are the person that's going to be able to close on the date that they choose When you have a lender, 99.9% of the time, that closing date is going to get moved around a lot. And that's because of paperwork. It's because you've got more people in the transaction that have to do their work and their paperwork and get things done. So you can really run into some issues when a seller is relying on a specific closing date and they're getting, you know, we're relying on a conventional loan. I've personally had escrows get moved not just like weeks, but like a month because the lender couldn't get it together. So it's really important that if there is some sort of timing issue with the seller that cash is used to close that sale versus a loan. And the better that you can convey and express this to the seller, the more deals you're gonna close. The next thing is just the hassle factor of a conventional loan. I've done so many of these transactions I like to say that I have been a motivated seller before um, because some of my flip deals have not gone super smooth. Some of my flip deals were actually very difficult to sell. I had a flip property once that went through two different buyers. This thing took like eight months to sell. It was a nightmare. I had a buyer who was working with a lender. This buyer... Was not truly qualified for the loan, but the lenders said they were, which happens from time to time, guys. Guess what? Lenders aren't always honest. They try to push for the deal because that's how they make money. They make money when they give out loans. So this guy wanted his commission. So he tried to push a deal through that just wasn't going to work. The buyer was not financially qualified to buy this house. But they kept pushing the closing date. So they kept acting like it was going to go through. The lender kept assuring me, you know, that everything was going well. The appraisal contingency came back at value, the inspection came out great and clean. We were just waiting on paperwork. It was a lot of work. And the lender kept making excuses. And it was beginning to look a little shady when they asked for, you know, a, an extra 4 weeks to close the deal. And I, I didn't really understand at the time what was going on. I didn't know enough, but I realized that the lender was then basically getting him requalified for a loan. So I pushed back the closing date. I give him an extension of four weeks to get his loan. And the next thing you know, that day comes up and they're asking for another extension of another month. By this time, it's been like three months. I'm going, forget it. I know that this buyer just must not be qualified. So I canceled the escrow. but what ended up happening for me is I ended up going through another buyer that had Issues getting their loan approved as well. This was kind of a low income area that I had this house in. So I kept running into buyers with the same issue. So it was a lot of hassle. It was a lot of work to sell this home. I know what it feels like to be a motivated seller. And let me tell you, it is not fun. I just wanted, to, by the end of it, I wanted to give that house away. I was so tired of it. I didn't care anymore. I just wanted somebody to take this problem away from me. So if you have a seller that is dealt with a lot and they just don't wanna deal with hassles in their life anymore, you need to be able to explain how a cash buyer is their best option because we eliminate a lot of the hassles that come with getting a conventional loan. The more that you can explain this, the better. So hopefully my little story illustrates for you you what a motivated seller looks like and feels like. It can be really, really draining. And remember, I was somebody who was a professional house flipper. So I knew what I was doing. I knew what to expect. But at the same time, I still felt that motivation. And it felt very desperate. It felt very hopeless, honestly. I remember feeling like, please, somebody call me and make this problem go away. You have to think there's a lot of sellers out there that they're not savvy in real estate. Real estate isn't their thing. They maybe got this home inherited somehow or... It was a home that they once lived in that they don't live in anymore. Whatever the deal is, you know, there are sellers out there that do have true motivation. And they are debating whether they should put the house on the market and, you know, kind of deal with that more conventional buyer with the conventional loan to get, you know, that extra 10, 20, 30000 dollars But they might not realize all the things that could go wrong in that sale. And if they're already going through a lot in their life, if they're already stressed out with something in their life, they might not want to put themselves through that. So it's your job to explain the benefits of a cash buyer to them so they can make that decision for themselves. And the better that you're at at doing that, the more deals you're going to close. So that's it guys for explaining the benefits. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. If you are interested in being serious about your virtual investing journey, check out virtualinvestingmastery.com with Wholesaling Inc. That's my coaching program on virtual wholesaling. It's amazing. I've got a huge group. They're amazing students. So if it is something that you're looking to get into and you really want to take it serious, check that out. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully you got some practical tips. Take this information down and use it in your seller negotiations and close more deals. And I'll see you next time, guys. Thanks.